Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss. Yo, 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 yo. Listen, today we have a very special topic. And today I'm talking about people suffering in silence. It's a lot of people suffering in silence. A lot of people. And you know what what bothers me the most with this suffering in silence? Your silent cries become loud screams when it's time. But a lot of people don't know. Sometimes you look at a person and be like, yo, why is this person bugging out? Or why are they acting the way they're acting? Because they've been suffering in silence. They weren't allowed to express themselves. We live in a world where a lot of people are judging everyone based on what they're going through. I was just talking about uh, Chadwick, right? That's the Black Panther. This guy literally suffered in silence and people teased him and felt the need to make fun of him based on his weight loss because of the fact that he was suffering in silence. He was sick. But the world we live in is so judgmental, but no one wants to be judged if they were the one in his position. I find that crazy and disheartening. It seems like the world is losing their their, their sense of feeling. People don't feel anymore. It's like inhumane to be human now. You're not allowed to feel. That goes for men and that goes for women. When people express themselves for what they're going through, we make jokes of it, we make memes and we laugh. I find that very disheartening because I'm not gonna laugh at someone's uh, 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 poor moments or bad moments and, and, and to get a kick out of it, to make myself feel better about my situation. I feel a lot of people use other people's weaknesses and they tease them to feel better about themselves. And I'm the, I'm the complete opposite. I'm the more person that's more uh, uh, try to be understanding of people's situations. A lot of people base our upbringings because as blacks, we are taught that it's, it's weak. Yes, it is to display. Yes, it is. And also someone just actually wrote that on live. And there's also the fact of the matter is a lot of people don't like therapy. There's a hotline that I want people to know. It's a suicide hotline. You know, it's called it's 988. It's a hotline. We're going to talk about that a lot of time, a lot of times when it's live today. 988 is a suicide hotline. There's tons of people who are very unhappy with their current state right now. And they see economics and money as the totality of why they're not happy. But it's not the money that's making you happy. You have to learn to love yourself so you can ultimately be happy. A lot of people aren't happy with themselves. So again, you can give a person, right? And I want to say this confidently. You can give a person all the money in the world, but if a person isn't happy, all the money in the world can't make them happy. Money don't bring you happiness. Money solves financial problems, but there are tons of more things that go on in life that problems you will oversee. See, a lot of people don't see the realities of a person mental space. It, let's say you're about to lose your money, your, your mother. All the money in the world won't save your mother. I just had a conversation with a good friend of mine. He just lost his father, right? The first thing I said to him, I realized as soon as we got on the phone, he wanted to be strong. The first thing I said to him is, you don't got to be strong. If you feel, feel. I want you to know I'm your brother and I'm supporting you and I understand what you're going through at this moment. I want you to feel like, yo, I can cry because of the fact that I'm in pain. I don't want you to feel like I got to hold back my tears and then have these silent moments when I'm in my room and suffer alone. 
I want to suffer with you. I want you to feel that I can have your back because I'm your brother. I want you to know I know you feel pain. I know that you're human. You lost your father. I know how, 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 how much love you have for your dad. And I want you to understand that I'm here to support, support you, not, on, not only uh, 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 conversationally, but also uh, emotionally. A lot of people need to understand that people, especially me being a, a, a bigger guy, and, and quote unquote with muscles and masculine, people look at you like you're not allowed to feel. And, and, it, and it frustrates me because I'm human. I feel. I have moments of disparity. I have moments where I second guess life. I have moments where I'm very stressed. I have moments where I'm aggravated. I have mo moments where I feel lonely. Because sometimes I feel like when you're chasing levels of success, you tend to be alone a lot. And I felt that so many times. I felt alone so many times. We suffer in silence because of the fact that society tells us that you're weak if you express or you make yourself vulnerable. If you're vulnerable, you're not, you're not weak. Vulnerability means you're human. Let me, let me say that one more time. If you feel that doesn't make you weak, vulnerability, all right, let me say this one more time. If you, if you feel it makes you human, just because you're suffering and you're, you're scared to express yourself, that don't make you weak. The weak is not acknowledging that there's a problem. That's the weak. The weak suffer in silence. Meanwhile, the people that get over there hindering moments is the ones that express themselves. It takes courage and strength to allow yourself to be vulnerable. So when we have it backwards, we think the ones that, 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 that sit down every day and show their alpha masculinity or their super feminality, this would make you strong. But in reality, the ones that express themselves shows that they're more vulnerable, so they're willing to, uh, to, to uh, let themselves be seen as human. A lot of people don't think like that. We live in a world right now where you're not allowed to say anything of how you feel. And, you know, humans feel. You know, men and women feel. It, it, it seems like I'm emasculated if I tell a woman or a person in society that I'm not, I'm not happy today. You know, you, masculinity is based on how much you can hide that you really feel to, in today's society. Would you agree with that statement? Masculinity is based on how much you can hide from society, how strong you are. If I can literally put a mask on my face and pretend to always be strong and always be happy, society sees me as very strong. I find that as a joke. You know why I find that as a joke? Because truth be told, we all feel. I consider myself an alpha male and I consider myself very strong but I'm still human. Do you know in 2022, men died by suicide almost four times more than women? I, I want to say that one more time. And I want my people on the live to tune into what I'm saying. This is not opinion. This is statistical facts. In 2022, men died by suicide almost four times more than women. And let's ask why. Let's ask why. Because people are told that you're weak if you feel. If you feel. So what we do, we suffer in silence. We suffer in silence. And I want my men to know that I'm not emasculating you because you feel. I want you to know as your brother, I got your back and I understand. 
It is not easy being a man. It is not easy being a human. It is not easy in 2022 being a woman either. It is hard being a human, period. And I'm going to say that on record, period. It's not easy. Especially when you emasculated as a man, if you told, uh, if, if I got to express myself, you know what? Let me, let me make myself vulnerable. Let me tell my, my family that, yo, my job is hard. You got to come home every day whether life hits you with like a pile of bricks and still act like you didn't feel. I find that to be disheartening. Think about that logic. Think about that narrative. Think about that scenario. Imagine coming home every day from a job you hate. Right? You, you just, let me say this one more time. I want y'all to really tune into this. Imagine coming home every day from a job that you literally hate, right? And your, your boss emasculates you. He makes you feel little, but you know you have to keep this job because you got to keep providing and putting food on the table. And then you come home and the society tells your woman that you're not such a great provider. So guess what? You're not considered a man. How hard is the, the, this dilemma for a human? And I hate to say this in 2022, it is the normal standard. Tons of men are going through this. And I'm going to be honest. Tons of men right now in 2022 are looked at as because he cannot provide, he is not considered a man. I find that to be crazy. There's levels to provision. Let's talk on record. And I want to say this straight up. They say only four to 6% of black men make over $100,000 a year. Four to 6% of black men make over $100,000 a year. They say that's gay. They say that's straight. They say that's married. And that's saying that's single. So that's only 4 to 6% of black men make over $100,000. And let's go even further. Most black men and most men, period, don't hit their financial strides until their late 30s, early 40s. Do people know that? Most men do not hit their financial strides until their late 30s, early 40s. It's not an opinion. It's facts. But yet and still, you have young guys who have to produce so much economically. And, 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 and I'm like, that's not normal. And I want to say this one more time. Four to six percent of black men make over $100,000. The average man starts hitting their financial strides in their late 30s to early 40s. This is not opinion. These are statistical facts. But what happens in society is now, if you can't provide as a man, you're not looked at as a man. Isn't that crazy? You're not looked at as a man if you can't provide. I'm going to tell you something. I've met some very, 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 very strong women. Very strong women. And they're very good leaders. Right? I call them Xena warrior princesses. Strong girls. Tough. And I say to them all the time, you do not, need a super, super, super alpha male. You are strong enough for the family. You need somebody that's going to help you get to the magnitude of what you want. Sometimes we look at this alpha beta thing or the weak and strong thing, and we do compare and contrast. Here's the compare and contrast. We're fighting for who brings the most money, and whoever brings the most money tends to, quote, unquote, have the power. But just because you make the most money don't mean that you're the most sound. Sometimes the best player on the team is not always the captain. 
Sometimes the best player on a team is not always the captain. Sometimes the best player on a team actually needs to be a great role player and just let him do his job. And the reason being is because they're not good leaders. They're good scorers. Being a good scorer don't make you a good leader. Being a good provider don't make you a good leader. And this is facts. I know women who are great leaders. I know men who are great leaders. I know, I know children who are better at leading their homes than their parents because they're more mature. And this is the world we live in. And I'm just calling it what it is. See, when I talk the way I talk, because I want to help people think better, I get, I get emasculated by men who are real betas. They get up, upset at the fact that I say things like, men understand the value of a woman. Real men understand the true value of women. And I'm going to say this again. Real men understand the true value of women. And I want to say this again, and I'm going to give a round of applause. Real women understand the true value of men. See, the issue we have now is the little girls are telling you not to respect the men. The little boys is telling you not to respect the girls. This is the issue. And this is what society is doing. It's literally making a competition about who makes more money. Everything is money, 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 money. Money does not bring happiness. I want to say this one more time, man. Money does not bring happiness. And this is facts. It's coming home after a long day of work and feeling loved by the people that you outside killing yourself for every single day. That's love. And that's more happy. I would rather be broke with a person that loves me every single day than to be rich with somebody that don't value me or appreciate me. And I'm going to say this one more time. I would rather be broke with someone who appreciates me every single day than rich with someone who only sees me as economics and money. That is the worst relationship anyone could possibly be in. When I'm only valued based on how much I can provide. That is a very unhealthy relationship. That is a very unhealthy person. Because the moment I can't provide is the moment I have no value. That is crazy. See, these men out here, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of them are suffering in silence. They're suffering in silence. And the reason why they're suffering in silence is because society says, I am not a man if I can't provide. But I've met men who are better parents than women. I met women who are better providers than men. Look at that. Look at the roles, quote unquote. Ideally, the role is the woman is supposed to be the nurturer, right? And the man is supposed to be the provider. But I've met women who are better providers and men who are better nurturers. I want to say this again. Society says, systematically, the man is supposed to be the provider and the woman is supposed to be the nurturer. But I've been in situations in homes of people who've been married for 20 and 30 years and the woman is a better provider and the father is a better nurturer than the wife. And it works for them. And it works. But society will tell you to continuously looking for what you think you need opposed to what... Let me say that one more time. Society will tell you every day to go look for what you want and not what you need. See, what do you need in a relationship? Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. You need someone who respects you. Check. If anybody that agree with this on this live, let me get a check. Every time I say something, I want you to get a check. See if I'm telling the truth. 
In a relationship, you need respect. Check. Big check. You agree? Let me see some checks. Let me see some checks. We're going to go slow with this. In a relationship, you need... Okay, we got one. Let's go. In a relationship, you need someone who values you. Check. Right? Let's go number two. That's number two. Value. Check, check. Let's see. I need someone who I can trust. Big check. It's three. Right? Let's keep going. Let me get some more checks. Let's get some more checks. Right? Another thing I need is someone who sees the same vision I have. Meaning, how we're going to raise our children, where we want to get in life, and what is the game plan. Check. See, but nowadays, everything is about economics. And I'm going to blow your mind. And I don't want to sound racial, but I have to do this. I've seen couples come to America, right? Husband and wife. Let's just use a country. Give me a place. Somebody on my live, write a country that people come to America from. Give me a country. Give me a country. I'm going to use Jamaica, right? My land. Jamaica. You have a husband and wife who come from Jamaica, right? Okay, somebody said Mexico. I'm going to use the Mexico. You have a guy come from Mexico, and you have a woman come from Mexico, right? They come to, from Mexico. Within two to five years, they're starting to see results. The first year they came here, they planted a seed, right? They planted a seed, and every day they nurtured the seed, and ultimately they started to eat from their own gardens, right? Why? Because there is no ego between this relationship. When you look at people who come from third world countries, they tend to understand what love and marriage and being in a relationship is better than systematically in America. I don't want to talk bad about my country. I love America. But yet and still the truth. These people come here with a plan. Let's work together and build, right? But over here, it's who makes more money? Listen, I know people right now who make way more money than their wives. And the husband will still not make a financial decision without confronting his wife. It's not that he's a punk. It's not that he's soft. It's that he respects his wife. Where did the respect go? Where did the respect go? The respect is taking a back burner because why society tells you if you have to confront your wife and ask her, yo, should we do this or should we do that? Guess what you're told? You're told you're weak. You're weak. You're not a real man. You have to question your wife. I think that's his partner in life. I think as a partner, she's owed that right. Agree? But let's, let's get back to this. I'm suffering. Most of us, is, I suffered in silence for years. And I, and I want to tell my testimony a little bit. I suffered in silence for years. You know, um, I was one of those guys that grew up hard. And in my mind, I always was told that I'm not supposed to feel. You know, I'm not supposed to feel, I'm not supposed to be the person that speaks anything that I'm feeling inside. Anytime I was feeling vulnerable, I had to hide it, you know? And that was my issue. It hindered me, it stunted my growth because I, moments that I should have been able to get over faster, I wasn't able to get over it because of the fact that I never expressed myself. And I'll say this again, moments that I felt like I should have been able to get over a lot faster. I felt like I wasn't allowed to get over it because when I, I had no one to, no outlets. 
You know, when you look at life and you understand outlets, you see outlets is what allow you to express yourself. And as you express yourself, the problem or the cancer that you might have in your mind, you're seeking actual refuge from it. You're actually healing from it. See, it's like, it's like basically like going to uh, chemo for the cancers that we have in life, our traumas, right? So we in chemo with our traumas basically expressing ourselves. And we, we hoping to get cured from the mental chemo that we taking, right? And that's the realities. Some of us don't understand that your problems in your past is still plaguing you in 2022. Some of us feel like, yo, if I pack my bags and I literally run to another state, I'm going to do better in the other state. Not realizing that you're bringing all your mental luggage with you. Every one of your mental bags you done brought to Atlanta with you. You done brought to Florida with you. You done moved to California with you. You done moved to New York with you. Everywhere you went, you done brought every single bag with you. Let's get into some of these bags. Look at the bags. My father wasn't there for me. Let's get rid of that bag. My, my, my neighborhood was bad. Let's, let's get rid of that bag. My, my, my baby mother hurt me, so now I'm going to hurt every single woman I meet. Let's get rid of that bag. Oh, here go another one. Oh, every man I meet only want one thing. Let's get rid of that bag. Because if you keep putting people in a box, you're going to ultimately see that you're the reason to think like the box you're in. Because you're putting everybody in a box. But now guess what? You're wrong if you tell somebody that, stop putting me in a box. I'm not Tyrone. I met a girl who dated a guy named Tyrone. She complained about Tyrone and made me feel like I was Tyrone because of what Tyrone did to her. But then I had to tell her, me and you should not be in a relationship. She said, why is that? I said, because you haven't healed from your mental baggage. And why is that? Because society tells you to move on opposed to heal. Let me say that one more time. And I want y'all to hear this good. Society tells you, and I hope you're getting this. I want y'all to hear this really good. Society tells humans it is better to move on than to heal. See, a lot of us move on not healing from our past injuries, our past surgeries, all of the things that we haven't healed from. But yet and still, we go on to the next relationship ultimately bringing the same plagues. This is the area of what we live in today. I tell people, it is nothing wrong with spending time learning who you are before you jump right back into another relationship. Spend some time with yourself. Learn yourself. But we suffer in silence. So what we do is we run to the next woman. We run to the next man. I am guilty of it. I ran to women every time a relationship got sour. And that was my goal. I didn't want to feel it. So how did I alleviate the pain? I took a woman called Tylenol. I took a woman called Advil. I took a woman called Excedrin. You know, let me say that one more time. Every time my relationships didn't work out, I ran to another relationship to ultimately make me feel better about the one that was doing bad. And that's what I did. And I continuously did this, ultimately not realizing that the problem wasn't the girls. 
The problem was me. I needed to heal. Because I was good for nobody if I wasn't in my best space. If I'm not being the best me, how could I ever make somebody happier? Notice I said the word happier. Women, men, it is not your mate's job to make you happy. It is their job to make you happier. That's the I.E.R. Happy comes from self. It is your job to make yourself happy. But it's their job to make you happier. Meaning, adding on to my happiness. I tell people this all the time. Society tells women, a man is supposed to treat you like your father. A man could never be your father. There's no man that could ever love my daughter more than me. Ever. And I say that on record in front of anybody. No man could love my daughter more than me. It's impossible. Any good father would feel such. Any woman that believes a daughter or a girl can love a man more than a mother's love, I have never met a woman that loves me more than my mother. Because I come from a good mother. I come from an excellent mother. So again, a society would tell you a man is supposed to treat a woman better than her father. That means your father had to be a loser. Listen to that again. If you can meet a man, right? And a man can love you more than your father. That means your father was a loser. If you can meet a woman, and this woman can love you more than your mother, make you feel more loved than your mother made you feel, then your mother was a loser. And that's a fact. Because I'm going to tell you something. I have never met a love like a parent's love. Parents love unconditional. Any real parent, I'm not talking about these little bootleg parents who want to be their kids' friends. We're talking about real parents, real ones. And I'm telling you, if a person is literally telling me my girl loved me more than my mother, I'm looking at his mother like, wow, your mother was not a good mother. And that's the society we live in today. A lot of men out here are suffering in silence. They're not allowed to express themselves. And anytime they express themselves, they're considered weak, right? They're considered, oh my God, your past trauma. Yes, he has past traumas. Everyone suffers from something called PTSD. It is normal. If you grew up with any kind of hardship, you grew up with any kind of anything, you have some kind of PTSD. And a lot of people don't seek refuge for it. A lot of people. So what they do is they hide it in the back of their mind and ultimately think it gets over it. And then what happens is as soon as they get mad, it comes back out. You ever see somebody get excessively angry over small things? You ever seen a human? I want y'all to answer this question. Have y'all ever seen a human get mad excessively over small things? The reason why this human gets mad over very small things is because there's a bigger issue. Every time there's an issue that's underlined, you will see this person overreact. They're overreacting because there's underlying issues. Society going to say you're crazy. I don't think you're crazy. I think you just need to understand that there's really an issue. But how do you know there's an issue when you're not accepting that there's an issue, but society doesn't allow you to express that you do have an issue? So you feel uncomfortable. Why do you feel that uncomfortable? Because society told you you're supposed to feel uncomfortable. It says you're not supposed to be expressive. You're not supposed to express yourself. 
You're not supposed to be able to tell how you feel. You're not supposed to say, hey, I'm weak. I need some help at this moment. I'm going to say this one more time, as I said before. And I want every woman to hear this. And I need y'all to love on your brothers. And men, you need to love on your sisters. But I want my women to hear this. In 2022, no, I'm sorry, let me take that back. In 2020, men died by suicide almost four times more than women. Did you hear that? Men committed suicide four times more than women. There's a lot of men out here suffering psychologically. So what they do is they manipulate our sisters. They take advantage of our women. They take advantage of everything around them because they don't know how to love. They don't know what love looks like. Some people never grew up seeing love in their whole life. Never. And they're judged. You know, my, my idea of love can be completely different of a person that could have grew up right next door to my house. Literally, feet away from me, they grew up different and know a whole different, different definition of love. But my definition of love can be completely different. People don't know what love looks like. They don't understand it. It's going to grow up on survival. People do grow up on survival, you know? And this is the sad part, you know? I want people to understand this. We make everything a black-white thing, right? White men in 2020 accounted for 70% of suicide deaths. White men. So a lot of these white men are suffering too. So it's a lot of issues that's going on both ways. But we make everything a black-white thing. There are a lot of black men who are suffering. There are a lot of white men who are suffering. I remember one girl said to me that white men don't cheat. I looked at her like she was crazy. I said, he's a man with a penis. Anybody can cheat. Anybody can cheat. A woman can cheat. A man can cheat. Anybody can cheat. I said, what makes you think that? Oh, because it's what I thought. I said, you sound crazy. But in her mind, she believed that. She believed that, genuinely believed that. You know, sometimes we need to understand things a little bit deeper. There's always gray areas in everything we see. There's always a gray area. Race don't matter, but understand where you're coming from. I'm saying the same thing. Race doesn't matter. But to see that 70% of suicides in 2020 was by white Caucasian men, that says that these men need help. A lot of them. Because they're not allowed to express themselves either. And it's going both ways. It's going both ways. Men are men to me. When I speak, I speak in general. I don't speak with color. I speak colorless. And I want y'all to hear this again. When I speak, I speak with colorless. And the reason why is because this is an American problem. It's not a black problem. It's not a white problem. Economics is not just a black problem. Only way you don't know that if you're not, you don't travel, you don't speak to people. But luckily, I have a big platform where I meet a lot of people. And there are tons of white people who don't have the financial literacy. They don't have it. They don't understand economics. They don't understand saving. Do you understand that how many people live paycheck to paycheck, whether black, white, Caucasian, or, or Asian? Tons of them. 86% of the country population lives paycheck to paycheck. And that's every color. So let's get this right. I don't care about color. I care about fixing the problems that's in the world today. That's what I care about. If you notice, when I come on this thing, I don't talk about black politics and white politics. I don't really get caught up in that. Because when you start 
talking to other coaches, you start seeing that a lot of them have the same problems that's in your home. A lot of white homes are fatherless. A lot. I'm going to just tell you statistical facts. It's not my opinion. There are tons of white people on drugs. There are tons of black people on drugs. This is America. This is our problem. When I decided to become a Christian, God didn't tell me to love blacks. God didn't tell me to love whites. God told me to love people. And with that being said, I, don't, I, don't, I try my best to just help whoever needs help. Last night in my barbershop, right, I, I think God brought a guy in the shop. His name was Jose. You know, Jose, Salvadorian guy, came in the shop last night. And this is a true story. And I'm telling you from experience. Jose said to me yesterday, it felt like it was his first time in my barbershop. And I said to Jose, what made you come here? He said, I don't know. I feel like God pointed me to the barbershop. So we're in the shop talking. There's a bunch of men in the shop talking about their problems, talking about life, talking about what they're going through. And Jose got the haircut, but I've noticed Jose sat on the bench. And when Jose sat on the bench, I'm looking at him like, yo, why, why is he still staying here? He paid, his cut is done. But I'm talking about 20 minutes after, he's still sitting here. I'm like, yo, why is this guy sitting here? So I said, Jose, I know I said, excuse me, sir. I didn't know his name at the time. I said, sir, hey, everything is okay? You like your haircut and everything? Jose looks at me and says, you mind if I talk to you? And I said, what's going on? Jose started telling me the problems he has in his home. And I looked at him and I said, he said, but I, I don't want people to judge me. That's what he said to me. I said, Jose, this is a judgeless place, bro. I said, nobody here can judge you. Because the people that tend to point the finger and laugh at people the most have the most problems in their situations, but they're good at hiding it, good at masking. Some of the people that act like they got the best relationships got the worst. But yet and still, we ultimately judge what social media people say on social media. That's a highlight reel. That's not a real relationship. It's fake. We holding hands, walking on a beach. Who does that every day? Who does that every day? Who walks on a beach holding hands every day with their mate and don't have no wars and fights and don't come out, of, come out of their battles against each other with scuff marks and bruises? This is life. Some people get verbal lashings. That don't mean the person don't love you. That might be the way they express themselves because that's how they were taught. They don't know any better. All that verbal lashing, yelling, and screaming is not love. Let's get that out of our heads and understand that having a conversation with two adults, whether you agree or disagree, is real. Y'all should be able to express yourself comfortably and not worried about hurting each other's feelings by telling the truth. That means someone hasn't reached adulthood yet. Someone has not reached adulthood if you can't express how you feel without the person getting in their feelings. I mean, they're still a child. That's what children do. Notice, we hold back what we say to children because we're worried about their feelings. So now as an adult, you haven't thickened up your skin enough where I'm able to tell you the truth because of the fact that this is how I feel. This is humans we're talking about. We're talking about humans. But let me get back to Jose. So Jose said to me, Q, I want to talk to you. And I said, what's going on, Jose? He said, you know, I'm going through a relationship problem. I said, what's the relationship problem? He said that his relationship is very toxic. Very toxic. But he's scared to walk away from the relationship because he loves her so much. So he's looking around the room. And I said, Jose, look at me. 
he, he, he kept, he was uncomfortable while he was, he was worried about the room. I said, Jose, look at me. Jose looks at me. And I said, brother, ain't nobody in this room can judge you. Nobody. And I said, I'm going to tell you something as your brother. You got to walk away from this relationship. Jose says, it's so hard. Before Jose walked out the shop, me and Jose prayed together. And the reason why I prayed with Jose, because I want to help build strength with him. And I said, Jose, take my phone number. Call me anytime you're feeling the urge. I said, but the problem with you, Jose, is you're sitting in the house worried about this person. This is the moments of suffering in silence. He's suffering. He said the woman verbally abused him. The woman uh, uses him. Anytime he gets money, that's when she's calling his phone and all of these nasty things. But Jose just wants to be loved. Jose don't know what love looks like. So ultimately, Jose is settling for what he assumes is love because this is what he assumes is love. And this is the world we live in. A lot of people only hurting people because the rule of life is hurt people hurt people. And that's what I'm seeing more and more transparent in today's society. People spend less time learning what a person's been through to why they're the way they are and ultimately force people to be who they want them to be. And I find that disheartening. The reason why I find it disheartening is because humans have to be comfortable with being expressive. How can I express myself with someone who's going to judge me? How can a relationship work with somebody who doesn't want to learn who you are? And what's your problems? What's your triggers? What's your emotional distress? What bothers you? Why does it bother you? If a person never figures or fix why the issues are there, they're going to always have these problems. And that's the issue. So we mask it again. We parade around like it's Halloween every day in our relationships. I want you to get that well. Every day we parade around if it's Halloween with our fake mask on, pretending as if things don't exist. You can continue to put this mask on, but the problem will still be evident. The problem will still be transparent. The problem will always be there. And that's the realities of life. Too many people spend so much time on forcefully trying to make someone who they are opposed to accepting people for who they are. Too many people spend too much time trying to force someone to be who they want, who they want them to be and not accept who they are. I've learned to accept people for who they are. I spend less time on forcing and imposing my will because the Bible speaks about love does not impose its own will. That's what the Bible says. Love does not impose its own will. The word impose itself says force. That's another word for force, impose. And the word force, meaning I'm going to make you be what I want you to be. You have to accept that. But the only way me and you can be happy if I'm forced to be what you want me to be. This is sick. This is not love. We need to learn what love is. And I'm going to tell people on this, this live today, the people that's going to love you the way you want to be loved don't look like the way you think they look like. Let me say that one more time. The person that will love you unconditionally and appreciate you for who you are the most will not look like what you have in your mind. Because I'm going to tell you something. Love don't have a look. Respect don't have a look. Honor don't have a look. Integrity don't have a look. 
This is the realities of life. But yet and still, we got this woman who's saying, I want a six-figure earner who has a six-pack six and he's six foot tall. What makes you think that he would even add you into his top six of women he want? Let me say this one more time. She wants a six-figure earner who's at least six feet, who, who has a six-pack, triple six. That's the trilogy, baby. You really believe that the trilogy is waiting for you. Your man that might love you might be a five-six bus driver who loves you unconditionally with his whole heart. But yet and still, you overlooking that little bus driver because of the fact that you think that you're supposed to be with a certain type of person. And this is the realities of life. But if we say these things, we're taught that we're wrong. We're spoken that we're wrong. I got, crept, I got called one time. I think I'm very fair when it comes to men and women. For all of my people on my live right now, yes or no? I don't want to hear your honest opinion. Do you think I'm fair with talking about men? And do you think I'm fair with talking about women? To my men and women on this live, please be honest with me. Do you think I'm fair when it comes to talking about women and talking about men? I think I talk about both equally, but I'm comfortable with telling what's wrong. Everyone is saying, yes, fair, absolutely fair. Yes, I do. And this is what I love about you guys, because I don't come on here to butcher my women. I don't come on here to butcher my men, but I want to say this on record. I want my men to hear this well and loud. The Bible says the man is the head, not the tail. So if the head, something wrong with the head, the tail shall suffer because there's something wrong with the head. So if the man is the head, I have to hold my men to a higher standard. So man, if you don't want to be a man, denounce yourself right now. Because being born a man as your right, you have the right, you have, you have to hold yourself to a certain level. Because the Bible says the man is the head, not the tail. That's what it says. So I got to hold my man to a higher level. Wouldn't you agree? So, man, if I, you feel like I'm hard on you, it's because we have to fix us. Think about it. Would you say that more women get into relationships looking for long-term or more men? I personally think more women, right? And then we hurt these sisters. We take advantage of our sisters. I can respect a man that's honest, that says, listen, I'm not ready for a relationship, but we can see where this thing goes. I can respect him. You know why I respect him? Because he gave the woman an option to decide to walk away or to stay. Now, that's a man. You're not a man because you tell a woman what she want to hear to ultimately get what you want from her, which is sex. That is not a man. That is a user and a liar. So when I talk like that, people get deflective and defensive, but it's called the truth. A man tells a woman the truth. Listen. I don't know where this is going. I just came out of a relationship. I'm getting to know and I'm dating. I respect him extremely. I respect him because he was honest. Don't you agree? If you agree, let me get my yes emojis. You know, but people hate realness. Agreed. As Queen Jamie said, people hate realness. The more you tell the truth, the more you become the enemy. You know, in 2019, right? I want y'all to hear this. In 2019, males accounted for 80% of all suicide deaths in America. Listen to that again. In 2019, 
men accounted for 80% of all suicide deaths in America. 80%. So that means for every 100, 80 of them was men. Because these are the sufferers in silence. These people aren't allowed to express themselves. They're going through things, but no one wants to support them emotionally. Why? Because our sisters don't know how to love on our brothers, and our brothers don't know how to love on our sisters. It's a war. It is a war. It's men against women and women against men and who makes more money and who don't make more money and who's alpha, who's not alpha, who's feminine, who's masculine, who's beta. Like, come on, man. Enough. Enough. Men need women. Women need men. Whatever you want to play it, we need each other. It is human scientifical fact that human needs humans to survive. Otherwise, you'll go mentally insane. It's not my opinion. It's okay, men, to not always be, be okay. It's okay. It's normal. Let's unnormalize the unfeeling depressed sometimes. It happens. But I'm going to tell you guys something. Build yourself a support system. Find people that tell you the truth. Why? Because we need that. I'm going to say this again. It's okay to not always be okay. Build yourself a support system. Find people that tell you the truth. We need to get out of this uh, uh, coddleization mentality. Everyone is a victim in 2022. Everything is victim, 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 victim. You need to change this mentality. Why? Because as long as you continuously play the victim, the world will keep humbling over you. And the world will keep eating you alive because you want to always be the victim. Sometimes you're a victim of circumstance, but sometimes you're a victim of your own decision-making too. And I'm going to be honest. Some people, and I want to say this on record, they are a victim of circumstance. But some people are victims of their own decision-making. They make poor decisions and then play the victim. I'm going to tell you, sisters, something. I've met some women. The moment I meet their man, I said, girl, you need to leave that man alone within two seconds. But I don't want to say it because you know why? I'm the hater. And I'm like, girl, he's going to break your heart. Why is that? Because he's not ready to be in a relationship. And I'm going to say this to my ladies. And I want you all to know I love you when I'm saying this. I don't care how good of a woman you think you are. If a man is not ready to be in a relationship... There's nothing you can do to make him be in a relationship or to honor that relationship. Let me say this one more time. To my ladies, if a man is not ready to be in a relationship, there is nothing you can do to make him be ready to be in a relationship. If he's not ready, he's not ready. And you'll see by his actions. Stop thinking you can save the world sometime, ladies. Some people need to figure it out. Sometimes y'all need to just stay in the friend role, not the intimacy. Because I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes withholding that intimacy, y'all have more power than you give yourself value. And the reason why I say that is sometimes some women give it up too easy. And ultimately, now the guys start showing who they are. See, you meet the representative. We all do that. Men, men do it. Women do it too. And it's just the truth. And I'm going to say this. Pain is temporary. You know, pain doesn't last. It always subsides. 
no matter how you look at that word pain, pain will always subside. You know, we all go through things. I've met people that got over their mother passing away. I met people that got over their fathers. I, got, I met people that got over bad relationships and bad breakups. See, the problem is why we have so much problems with getting over certain things. I'm not talking about death. I'm talking about relationships is because of the fact that we hold on to the person as being more valuable than ourselves. Let me say that one more time. The hardest people to move on from relationships are the ones that hold more value to the person than themselves in relationships. This is why they have a hard time moving on. Because they value the person more than they value themselves. No more valuing people more than you value yourself. Stop entertaining negative conversations and expecting positive results. My life is beginning good because of the fact that all I do is push out positivity. I work on myself every day. I am nowhere near perfect, but I'm nowhere near negative either. I came a long way, and I'm not looking back because they say if you keep looking back going forward, you're bound to fall. You're going to trip over your own feet walking forward. Sometimes you got to leave what's behind you behind you because it's time to move on. You cannot keep looking backwards expecting better results. You're stumbling because you keep looking back, looking for something that you think you left. That thing is behind you because it's supposed to be. That relationship is in your rear view because it's supposed to be. Those friends are no longer here anymore because they ain't supposed to be. Because what's meant to be yours will be yours. And that's a fact. You can't make somebody value you who don't value themselves. And that's a fact. When a person don't respect you, it's time to move on. But I'm going to tell y'all something. We got to see that people are suffering in silence, whether it's men or women. We got to start pulling our brothers and sisters up, start loving on each other, spend less time talking bad about each other and start understanding each other. Sometimes that person you might be talking bad about, you don't know his story, you don't know her story. See, sometimes we base the whole book on the chapter we walked in on. And I'm going to say this again. Sometimes we base the book on the chapter we walked in on. And that's the problem. A lot of us walk in on chapters and then we assume we know the totality of the book because of the chapter we walked in on. I don't care if you dated a man 16 years. At the end of the day, that man is 30 years old. So that means 14 years you were not existing in his life. So that means it's 14 years of him experiencing things that you may not know, that he may not feel comfortable to tell you. That is 14 years of her going through trauma that you don't know about. So now you think because you've been with this person for two years, three years, you know this person? You know what they're willing to show you. You know what they're willing to tell you. Everyone shows what they want. To who? Say that again. Everyone shows who they want to whoever they want to. We allow people to believe what we want. Humans are chameleons. They can alter who they are based on the circumstances of the room. Wouldn't you agree? This is what it is. If a woman, let me, say, let me tell you something how bad I was, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie. Please don't judge me. If I met a woman, right, that I was extremely attracted to and I really wanted, if she told me that she was very God-fearing and into the church, man, I'd start quoting scriptures to get her because that's how much of a chameleon I become. I adjusted to my prey every time because of the fact that I knew I wanted her. And humans do that every day. People show you who they want. They hide behind masks. 
But on this platform, we ain't doing it anymore. Let's take off our mask. Everybody in this live, please send me a mask emoji. Let's take off our mask. Let's take off our mask and start living and being who we really are. I'm taking off my mask first. My mask is off. I'm not hiding behind my old ways. I'm not hiding behind who I used to be. I'm not hiding about behind what I used to do. I'm not hiding behind nothing anymore. I want people to know that today is the day we start working on our new selves and become greater. No more making excuses. No more suffering in silence. Seek help. There's a hotline. It's called 988. That's a suicide hotline. Everyone need to understand, we all suffer from something. We all been through something. And stop thinking you're the only one going through that. Stop thinking you're the only one who has problems. Stop thinking you're the only one who's struggling. Stop thinking you're the only one who's sad. Stop thinking you're the only one who's depressed. Stop thinking you're the only man with baby mama problems. Stop saying that. Because you're not alone. These are world problems. You can go to the middle corner of Africa in, 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 in the middle of nowhere and you, you got a man fighting with his baby mother. Same with a man, a woman. This is life's problems. Guys, we must learn to evolve. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say this to y'all boldly and confidently. There is no excuse to how you react to how somebody treated you. Listen, I'm going to say this again. You cannot tell me because somebody said something to you, you reacted a certain way and used as an excuse. We grown now. We don't allow the people to get us out of our character anymore. We grown. You cannot tell me somebody cursed at you so you hit them. I don't want to hear that. We grown. We sound like children in the playground. He did this, so I did that. She did this, so I did that. What, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Are we being children? Or are we being adults? The whole concept of life is evolution and evolving and growing. Never allow yourself to fall victim to who you used to be. Learn to become the new you. And I'm going to say this on record. You cannot open up new doors with old ways. You cannot open up new doors with old ways. It's time for a change. For those who understand exactly what I'm saying, please let me get a praying hand emoji and tell God that we love him and we want to allow him to lead and order our steps and we're going to follow him. And to my ladies on my live right now, and I want you to know I love my sisters and I do not want to hurt another one of my sisters. I'm working on myself to be a better man. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to take advantage of women. I don't want to feel like I'm a pimp because I can play multiple girls. Because they genuinely fall in love with you. And you know that's not your intent. You're killing your sister. And you think God going to bless you. If God is my father, I mean, the woman is his daughter. Well, let's say this again. If God is my father, right? I mean, the woman is his daughter. And if the woman is his daughter, what man you know that's going to bless you for hurting his daughter? I don't think God's going to do that. But guys, I want you to know, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. We must learn 
And a lot of people need to understand we got to fix ourselves. We got to work on ourselves. I'm going to say this again. Suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. A lot of us think that that's the answer. We need to work on ourselves. I'm going to tell you, anybody on this live who heard this message today, I want you to know I love you. You can DM me. You can hit me up. If you need a voice to talk to, I'm here. For those who want to keep up with my content, please, I'm begging you, go on Instagram and follow Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. I'm on Spotify. I'm on YouTube. I'm everywhere. And the YouTube channel is called Empowered Dynasty. Empowered Dynasty. Go on the YouTube channel, tap into the YouTube channel, tap into the, uh, um, the Instagram at Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. Also, if you want to follow my personal Instagram, it's QDABOSS516. Anybody want to catch up with old episodes, click the Spotify link, go on Spotify and type in, type in, don't let that go over your head podcast. The whole concept of our movement is we're not missing any messages. We're sending out messages, and I'm not trying to go over nobody's head. My book is out right now for those who want to tap in. Flash, the flash, flash, flash. Double click right now and get this book. It's called The Art of Reprogramming the Mindset. We're trying to change our mentalities. We're trying to raise kings and queens, and we're trying to teach our brothers and sisters how to eat better humans. In order for us to be that way, we got to accept and start making changes. Today is Sunday. Tomorrow's Monday. Let's start making great strides tomorrow to be a better person. And let's stop looking at today. We might have made mistakes today, but let's start fixing things for tomorrow. Listen, for those who's tapping in, or who got the book, I love you guys so much for the support, and I appreciate you. For those who love my content, please go follow me on Instagram at QTheBoss516. The same as my TikTok name, Q-D-A-B-O-S-S-516. Listen, if you're not following me on, on um, this, IG, TikTok, I don't know, you bugging. You want some good content, we're going to work. And we're going to, listen, I'm going to keep dropping these bombs. I'm going to keep dropping these gems. And we're going to keep help building each other up. I'm not, I'm not a movement that's a, about separation. I'm, about, I'm a movement about bringing together. So let me say this one more time. I'm not a movement about, about separation. I'm a movement about bringing together. My book is on Amazon. You can click the link in my bio right now in my link tree. You can go right to the book. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Nobles. It's on every major platform where books are sold. It's called The Art of Reprogramming the Mindset. One of the chapters I'm going to tell y'all real quick in the book is called You and I, Unity. Unity talks about men and women working together and how we could build great things. Notice, a king is not a king if he's standing next, not standing next to a queen, and a queen is not a queen if she don't stand next to a king. She's just a woman and he's just a man. And that's the realities of life. A king finds his, and builds his kingdom and a woman adds on to the kingdom of a man and a man adds on to the kingship, I mean the queenship of a woman. And that's reality. You know what I'm saying? For those who purchased the book, please screenshot it, send it to my Instagram. I want to thank you and shout you back out. Tell you I love you so much. Until next time, you know what we about to do, right? We ain't letting that go over your head.